man, look at this place. Oh, it looks more like a, a country club than a nursing home. Nice grass, nice people. And I hope you brought your bathing suit. Welcome to Nice Grass, Nice People. I am Kyle Serlo, and what a fucking day. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this is a little bit of a impromptu podcast. I am recording this by myself. I have another podcast scheduled with my dear friend, Jess Demack, planned for tomorrow, where we are going to uh, get much more in-depth on the shocking uh, news that hit the world of sport, and most specifically, the world of of professional golf today where it was announced that the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, the um, financial backers and owners of Live Golf, have all agreed to merge their um, interests together. Um, now, one thing I have been, you know, have read and it's been made clear is that this is not a merger. Live Golf and the PGA Tour are not going to merge together um Literally, so you know, you're, you're, it's very unlikely that Live Golf in its current state is going to exist uh, beyond another year or two from now. Uh, as far as I understand it, basically what this does is it turns the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia into the main financier uh, of all professional golf across the PGA Tour as well as the DP World Tour, which oddly enough is kind of, I think, what the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia kind of wanted the whole time had they just been allowed to come in and sponsor the PGA Tour um, from the jump I don't think we would have ever had live golf it all would have been you know I, it's it's amazing that all of this bullshit that that professional golfers and golf fans have had to listen to watch read um, for the last you know year or two basically just got us to the point where the kingdom of Saudi Arabia essentially just got what it wanted the whole time. It just needed to spend a few billion dollars creating a disruptor golf league um, to finally get what it wants. But ultimately, uh, the PGA Tour has financing uh, in a way that it did not before. It's going to have more money coming in and it, it can use uh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia's money. It, it, I don't know. It's... <laughs> Honestly, my brain is still scrambled here. I, I'm not planning on recording here for very long. I just had a couple of thoughts that I needed to get off my chest here. And also, you know, with all this happening today, um, there, there's still a lot more news that's going to come out. We're still super early in this. Uh, I figured I'd just go through a, just, a, you know, a quick couple rapid just pros and cons for everything. Um, you know, as, as, as I know as of right now, like I said, I'm recording this podcast at 3 p.m. on Tuesday, June 6th. All right, this news broke this morning at about 7 a.m., um, I've been, uh, Mr. Mom or Mr. Dad, <laughs> Mr. Mom. Uh, yeah, I've been Mr. Mom all day. I've been taking care of my little boy. Um, so I've kind of had one eye on the news and one eye on him, making sure he doesn't hurt himself. And so I briefly just kind of came up with this pros and cons list with some other thoughts that I figured I'd just share with you guys for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then, like I said, I will be doing a much larger podcast, uh, with boat tomorrow, in which case we'll be able to answer, um, each other's questions, talk this out and a little bit more at length. Also, if you have any questions or comments that you guys wanted to ask us uh, that you, you know to bring up on the the longer podcast we're going to do tomorrow uh, please reach out to us at nice grass nice people at gmail.com send us an email uh, and we will get to your questions 
Um, so, man, okay, let's start with a couple of the pros here. Um, the pros of this happening is that the world's best players are going to be playing against each other more than four times a year. As of right now, the world's, you know, all of the world's best players um, only get to do it at the majors. Now, I personally think that, you know, the best golfers, you know, the three best golfers in the world, uh, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory McIlroy, they all play on the same tour. But, um, I mean, Brooks Kepka just won the PGA Championship. You know, he's right now one of the best players in the world. And with everything the way that it is right now, he's only going to play with those guys in the majors. So I, I do think from a golf fan's perspective, it is clearly better that we get to watch all of the best players play together more often. Uh, another pro is there's more money. Um, you know, these guys are going to be able to play for big purses. The PGA Tour isn't necessarily going to have to milk their existing sponsors for more money. Um, they're just going to have what I can only assume is more or less like a blank check um, from Saudi Arabia um, to be able to host tournaments. I don't know if that's going to mean that we get less commercials. I mean, I guess that's also a, a positive. Um, although I will say this, and I'm about to show my, you know, show my colors as a, as a fucking, uh, as a hippy dippy lefty. But honestly, the fact that the more money is a positive, um, it kind of bums me out because I think if we lived in a world where the best golfers in the world were content making five to ten million dollars a year to play a game, uh, I don't think we'd be in this. I think the the greed that's gone around all professional sports. This is not just for, you know, not just for golf. Honestly, I've been thinking about this a lot more in the context of baseball lately than it has been golf, where, you know, if professional athletes were able to just be okay making, like I said, five to $10 million a year, um, I feel like they'd be okay. I don't think their quality of life would really change much, and it would also make it a lot more affordable for fans, blue-collar fans, to start going to sporting events again. I feel like over the last 20 years, Sports has morphed from something that unites, you know, people of all backgrounds and all um, income classes together, something they can, you know, come together and enjoy as a community. And over the last 20 years, uh, sports, especially sports viewership, has become more and more of a white collar privilege, uh, more so than a communal good. And, you know, I, I think it, it's all inextricably linked. It's not one person's fault more than the others, you know, players, owners, whatever it might be. I just... It feels like the need for the ante to continually get upped is basically just fucking golf fans, fucking sports fans. Um, and now it's basically left golf in a position where it needs to take money from Saudi Arabia in order to fill its coffers and satisfy, you know, the financial kind of pressure that it's getting from players and, and everything else. And that's really, honestly, it's just a bummer. It, it, it sucks. Um all right, let's get back to pros. Uh, PJ and Liv avoid going to court. Um, from what I understand, I think both the PJ Tour and Liv Golf were liable. I, I think they both had some some skeletons in their closets that they didn't want uh, to be seen. I think the PJ Tour is relieved to avoid discovery. Um, I think the means that Jay Monahan and the leadership took to ban players defecting to Liv. Uh, we're probably not totally on the up and up. It left the PGA Tour liable. Uh, I think they knew that. And I think um, this merger and this agreement happening, I think the avoidance of everybody going to court is probably the single biggest factor in why all of this happened. So 
I guess we can call it a positive that they're not going to court. Um, I don't know if this is a pro, but I will say this. Um, for somebody who really liked Phil Mickelson, who still likes Phil Mickelson, the golfer, um, is willingly and very, you know, objectively acknowledges that he's one of the 10 to 15 best golfers who's ever lived. Phil's an, an amazing athlete. And, and for the longest time, Phil was um, just an awesome ambassador for golf. I mean, there's always been stories about Phil behind the scenes that have been a little unsavory, I guess, is, is probably a perfectly fine way to put it. Um, but, you know, Phil has been a total shithead, I think, on social media for the most part since defecting to live. Uh, but the one thing that Phil was right about is that the PGA Tour's leadership, and very specifically Jay Monahan, is an idiot. He was just bad at his job. Um, Jay's refusal to listen to proposals, especially the, I'm thinking of the Premier Golf League. We talked about this on this podcast a lot a couple of years ago. The Premier Golf League um, was a third party that came up with a team golf concept. It's basically the exact business model that live more or less stole and then used and funded it themselves. They were trying to work with the PGA Tour the whole time. Uh, from what I understand, from what the reporting was going on, that Jay Monahan essentially refused to even take a meeting. Who's just Jay Monahan and the leadership was very much in the, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're fine here. We don't need to think about innovating. Meanwhile, guys like me on this podcast have been complaining that the PGA Tour has just felt stale for you know the last five, six, seven years. Um, and now, basically... In a very roundabout way, the PGA Tour has been forced to innovate, um, and they could have just had they could have just been proactive and done all this themselves. Um, it took Jay Monahan essentially getting backed into a corner. The PGA Tour slowly giving away all of its leverage over the past three or four years, and then once they were in a legal bind where you know the lawsuit against Liv was going to prove that the PGA Tour was basically acting in you know a unsavory, illegal way to um, keep everything intact the way that it was. It opened itself up to legal liability, and now it ends up getting to a place where I think a lot of golf fans were kind of hoping it would get to, but now the Saudi government and the public investment fund is a required part of that piece, and that's something that I do think could have been avoided had Jay Monahan been more proactive um, in considering that and trying to find ways to improve, um, yeah, improve the PGA Tour, which he did not do. So... That is a bummer. Um, let's think of a couple cons here. Uh, from what we now know, the guys who stood with the PGA Tour, especially those, who, especially those who basically didn't want to go to live on a moral basis, the guys who just they saw the human rights violations, they saw <laughs> the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. They, they just did not want to be in in the business of working for the Saudi Arabian government. Those guys lose. Those guys are the big losers today because. Now, they don't have a choice. You know, at, at least when it was fractured, it sucked. But at least if you, if you, you know, if ethics were an important part of your, you know, of your f the fabric of who you are, you at least had the choice to not work for a government who you believe violates human rights and, you know, is just from a Western perspective, uh, acts in a pretty deplorable way. Um, and so... Now, if you're one of those guys, if you still want to play professional golf for a living, you you no longer have a choice. Your only choice if you want to play high-level professional golf is to work somewhere where your your checks, you know, when you your checks are coming from the Saudi Arabian government more or less. And that um 
that's not going to sit well with a lot of people. I know for me, I think that's what makes today's events as disappointing as they were. Um, I just don't, you know, I, I don't know. It, there's just something about having a government that we're pretty confident helped fund and organize the 9-11 terrorist attacks is now um, responsible for funding American professional golf. It just feels gross. It feels gross. It feels dirty. Um, and just from a, a personal standpoint, just this is this is totally subjective. This is just, that fucking sucks. I, I honestly am very bummed out about that. Um, yeah, it just, and anybody, here's the thing. I know, I know there's going to be a lot of people like, oh, America's not perfect. I mean, fucking dipshit Donald Trump is used at the same exact, oh, you know, we're not perfect. Here's the thing, like, the anybody who's watched a Jason Bourne movie knows that the United States isn't perfect and has done a lot of shady stuff, but here's the difference. The public investment fund of the Central Intelligence Agency, they're not the main sponsor of the PGA Tour, okay? <laughs> they, they're like, they're, it's, it's just, that is the case for the PGA Tour now. The PGA Tour is funded by a foreign state that is responsible for... <laughs> not giving equal rights to women, <laughs> for murdering journalists, for funding terrorism, uh, knowingly funding, funding terrorism. It's just, I don't know, man. I just, it, I, I just don't really see how that's uh, a positive when it comes to professional sports, which is supposed to be um, an outlet for, for people to take their minds off, you know, the harsh realities that are the world that we live in. Um, oh, geez, other, other cons. Um, all the people online that are huge supporters of live golf the people that talk a lot of shit about how people that stayed on the pga tour are fucking morons i fucking hate that they're running around today like they were right the whole time um because really they're not uh <laughs> you know the the guys on live i it just, i don't know it, the live backers are doing a victory lap they have no reason not to the product was shit okay the guys who were talking about how live was like awesome the pga tour it, no, no. The product of Live was dog shit. Nobody, like n no self-respecting person, really gave a shit or followed Live. I, I work in golf. I'm friends with a lot of golfers. I'm friends with my golfer. You know, my golf friends have a extremely varied background when it comes to their personal politics and things like that. The one thing, guys on the left, the right, top, bottom, gay, straight. The one thing every f golf fan that I know could agree on is that Live Golf was not entertaining and they weren't watching it. Okay. So the product was dog shit. And so for a lot of the people being like, oh, yeah, Liv won. Liv did not win, okay? The Saudi Arabian government won. The public investment fund won because they ultimately got to have a seat at the table with the PGA Tour, which is what they wanted all along. Um, and unfortunately, we're seeing that sports washing is probably working. Um, and that sucks. It has been for a while. You know, the Saudi Arabian government, um, the public investment fund has a stake in several uh, English Premier League soccer teams. Uh, they now have a controlling interest, um, excuse me, not a controlling, but they have an interest in controlling um, professional golf across North America and Europe, which is just a bummer. And the, yeah, and, and I guess the, the final con, you know, the final negative that I've got is simply that Jay Monahan is still in the mix, and that is a bummer. That guy should have been fired four years ago. Uh, and I think Jay Monahan is now officially... Uh, eclipse Gary Bettman as the single most incompetent, shitty commissioner in American professional sports. That is a bummer. Okay, everybody, that is um, 
that is where I'm going to leave my thoughts for now. I got a bunch of other stuff that I do want to talk about, but I'm going to save that for my conversation with Jess for tomorrow. Um, I know as more and more information you know trickles out of the player meeting that happened with Jay Monahan up at the uh, RBC Canadian Open today. As more information comes from that, I will be taking notes and making sure I share all of that on the next podcast we do. But I just kind of wanted to throw something out there uh, for all of you wonderful, wonderful listeners. Um, this is just a crazy. This is just really crazy, and um, it, it just uh, it, it felt like I needed to at least come on, share a couple of thoughts. Like I said, if you have any thoughts that you want us to take a look at, maybe share with listeners, discuss on tomorrow's podcast, I would strongly encourage any and all of you guys to uh, write us an email at nicegrass, nicepeople at gmail.com. Uh, I will get to it as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, when I record that uh, podcast with Jess tomorrow, We'll cover everything. We don't have a time limit on our podcast tomorrow. Maybe it'll only be another 30, 40-minute podcast. It might go two hours. I, I have no idea. Uh, we'll see what other details emerge from all of this between now and tomorrow. So until then, everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'm heading off to uh, hopefully get a, a victory in uh, my industrial league here at uh, Bennett Valley Golf Course here on this Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, until tomorrow, everybody, have a great evening. Adios. We'll talk to you soon.